just to see the kids with, you know, smiles on their faces and I think also having strong relationships as well is also why I do it. You know, I go to work each day and have fun. I don't see it as a job. It's something I enjoy. Each day is different. You know, you see the same kids, but um, each day is different. Just seeing them sort of, um, you know, asking for advice sometimes or sometimes having problems. So just, just being there for them, I think that's why we teach us to do it for the kids. That was today's guest, second year high school teacher Alex Collins, answering the question, why do you teach? And you are listening to the fifth episode of the Why We Teach series on the Teacher's Guide podcast. Gentlemen, what are the four pillars? Now you all remember how scary your first days at school were. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! Hello and welcome to the Teacher's Guide podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Zach Woodward. I'm a primary school teacher from Brisbane, Australia, and I will be your host each week. The aim of this podcast is to provide information and experiences that will help all teachers to thrive in their role, particularly aimed at beginner teachers and those who are aspiring to one day join the teaching profession. We like each episode to be short and to the point, so let's get into it. And welcome back to the Teacher's Guide podcast, Why We Teach series. Today is the fifth episode of the series, and today we're chatting with a high school teacher from Cairns named Alex Collins. And at the time of our conversation, Alex was in his second year of teaching. It was the school holidays between terms one and two. So by this point, Alex had a fair bit to share with us about what he'd learned about behavior management, about balancing work and life, and overall, his passion for the teaching profession really came through in this conversation. So we chatted about all things teaching. And I started off the interview by asking Alex to tell us what he believes is a good lesson in the classroom. I think any good lesson is one that just, you know, the kids enjoy it and you have like minimal disruptions and, um, you know, you get a sense of satisfaction out of it and the kids sort of get the real purpose out of it. I think it's probably, you know, the sort of better lessons I try and um, teach more of. So Yeah, yeah, good. And it, it, in, sometimes in those lessons, it's when the bell goes and the student's like, oh, like, oh, I was enjoying yeah. that. And it's those moments as a teacher where you're like, yeah. yes. Like that's, yeah. yeah, it's rare. <laughs> like those moments are rare, but they do happen sometimes. And um, yeah, yeah that, those, are the, yeah. those are the lessons that we look for. Um, can we have a chat about your subject areas? So tell us yeah, a bit sure. about uh, when you finished uni, what, what were your qualifications and what subjects have you ended up teaching down the yeah, track? So I went through um, JC up here in Cairns. So mm. I did four years in Cairns here. So I trained in HPE as my major teaching area. And then I also in geography as well as my second teaching area. So okay. HP and geography is what I'm trained in. Uh, when I first started work at school and that, I taught PE, I taught um, history. History sort of, they group it with geography under humanity. They can teach anything um, to do with that sort of stuff. I did English as well in my first year and then also um, had a math class for the first half of the year as well. So I taught mm-hmm. across four teaching areas. So which, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that sounds like a common story for high school teachers that they... Yeah, uh, like it just, it wasn't, you know, it was a low, a low mass class. It wasn't, you know, nothing I couldn't really handle, but uh, same for English as well. English I didn't really enjoy at school, but then I suppose you have to teach what you, what you get basically. So yeah, um, I did English for most of last year, but th- this year it's sort of been, I do HPE and then also do history and geography as well. So it's a bit okay. more streamlined this year. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, good. And uh, over over that year, have you found yourself getting quicker with marking drafts and getting feedback back to students? Yeah, or is that I still something you're developing? Yeah, it's something that still takes a lot of time. I think mm. back end of of last term, um, the last two weeks are just pretty hectic because all our reports mm. were done before the end of the term, basically. So all the marking and reporting was done by by week ten last term. So the last two weeks of term one were, yeah, probably the most busy I think I've been. I think. Mm. All the reporting stuff we do goes online because uh, all the reports these days are sent out online. There's nothing yep. hard copy. So, uh, all you know, just uploading results and mark marks and getting you know um, assignments marked and, and and like handed back. So it's just mm. it can be full on. You know, it's part of the job. I think there's no two ways about it. That's probably the part I, I enjoy least about it. But then on the flip side, you know, the the, the teaching side is is the fun part, I suppose. So it does yeah. it does balance out in the end. That's right, yeah, and it's it's you're right. It, just like any job, there's parts that aren't so great about it. But the fact that we get to work with students, that seems yeah. to be the common thread that all of us enjoy. And, yeah, and there's the there's the work we do inside the classroom, but also the work outside of the classroom. Is extracurricular activities a part of what you do at your school, and is that something you've got involved in? There is stuff available. So for us, um, I sort of involved in a fair bit of like interschool sport. Yeah. So up here in Cairns, we sort of play. Uh, our school plays, you know, five or six other other skills and different mm. sorts of sports. So that's on a Wednesday afternoon. So that's a good, you know, by, by Wednesday afternoon, you're getting pretty tired. So to have that sort of outlet and go for the afternoon and, to, you know, uh, do any marking or just any planning, uh, having two hours on Wednesday afternoons, you know, it's a pretty good time to go out and with, with the kids and uh, not necessarily have a win, but just, you know, get them to have fun and just, you know, get to a bit of downtime as well, I think, mm. most important thing. Um, yeah. And then I've also this year become involved in the Duke of Edinburgh Award. So our school does the Duke of Edinburgh Award. Great. Um, so in year 10, so I've sort of started helping out with that. And then looking at doing like a, a year seven award called the Bridge Award. So run that out for term three as well. So okay. things to look forward to in school camps. We've got a few coming up this term yeah. to look forward to. So yeah, it's, it's things, you know, outside the classroom to have, have a bit of downtime, but also get to know the kids and see them you know, in a different area as well, I think yeah. is pretty important. Definitely. And then when you go back into the classroom, do you see the fruits of that? Like the, when you get to see the students in a different environment, do you see the fruits when you're back in the classroom? Yeah, for sure. Like you sort of have, out of the classroom, you get to build lots of different relationships with those kids and they can sort of feed back into the classroom as well. Just to, yeah, I just, I think kids, kids enjoy seeing yourself as well in a different sort of area. I think as much as you see them, you know, doing something else else as well outside the classroom. I think so. It, it, it worked both ways. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Because yeah, in a in a sporting activity or Duke of Edinburgh, the students do get to see you in a different light, and uh, and it's, it's a good platform to be in. Because yeah, it's different environment that we don't need to be as strict. And oh, I think yeah, you're right. It, it, it does go both ways. I've never thought about it that way. And when, when teachers are surveyed about why they left the profession, so teachers who leave, they're surveyed or teachers who are early into it and finding it very difficult, yeah. one of the common things they mention is behavior management and that's why they found the teaching role very difficult. So, could you give us an insight into your experiences of trying to control a class of 28 teenagers and how you how you go yeah. about it? Yeah. Well, I guess the school I'm at, um, at, at class sizes are pretty, you know, pretty um, low 20s, mid 20s, so it's not yeah. quite... 28. So that sort of helps, I think, a lot. But then still, you got to have your strategies as well to try and control 25 kids. So 
things I use, like I think that the turn marker skills are pretty important, like the waiting and training, um, you know, sort of always just um, looking back at expectations. Um, and then also having seating plans, like sometimes you might allow the kids to sit with them for, for two weeks and then decide it's not working. So having a seating plan where you decide where the kids are going to sit, I think I've, got, I've done that for a few classes and that's when I sort of know that, you know, it's time to, you know, stop mucking around and, and to do what they need to do. So yeah. I think the behaviour at the kids at my school is generally pretty good. There are challenging kids, but um, there's support there for them and support there for us as well. But yeah. I try and, um, yeah, do what we can in, in the classroom. And then if it does escalate, then there are support mechanisms in place as well where we can refer to. And the, and the schools put together support plans and um, behaviour plans as well, which we can refer to. So Having like three like three warnings is a good system, I think. Like, you know, a verbal warning, then maybe a name on the board and then maybe uh, step outside sort of thing can work as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. And and you're in high school, obviously, and, and how do you go with setting boundaries about what we can and can't talk about? So, like, teenagers love to be honest and like, oh, Mr. Collins, you'd never guess what this guy did at lunchtime or what he did on the weekend at this party. Like, how do you go with uh, keeping those boundaries, those professional boundaries? I'm sort of I'm 26, so kids, mm. you know, see I'm young and see that I'm male, so they, they tend to be a bit more um, out there and tell you things that maybe they wouldn't tell anyone else. But yeah, I just try and keep it lighthearted. I think, mm. like, you know, I don't really get them in trouble, or but sometimes you got to draw the line, and that, that's when they've, they've sort of crossed the line. But mm. um, most of the time, um, yeah, I'm sort of happy to have a laugh with them, and and then if it is, you know, borderline inappropriate or not, sort of. Well, we we expect, and you can pull them aside and yep. have a chat. But most of the time, I keep it pretty lighthearted. And yeah, that's good. A sense of humor. So yeah, and yeah, you're right. A sense of humor is definitely a way to handle it because there's always two ways to handle something. It, like I, I saw um, Bill, I forget his name. I'll, I'll put his video in the show notes. But he said if a kid if a kid forgets their pencil. There's two ways to go about it. You can say, why'd you forget your pencil? Everyone else has their pencil. Or you can just go, here, borrow mine, and I'll chat to you at the end of the lesson. And so you've just avoided arguing with a 14-year-old, which isn't going yeah. to go well anyway. Yeah. You can chat at the end of the lesson. So, yeah, yeah there's always two ways to go about it. So um, you've been teaching for just over a year now. And yep. at this point uh, in our profession, and we see it on the career mail and on social media all the time, teachers are quite overwhelmed. And we are in a difficult profession. So, how do you manage to stay on top of all of that? And what might you say to a teacher who's feeling quite overwhelmed at the moment? Yeah, look, the thing I've probably learned most is to just take literally one day at a time. Like, I don't try and work too far ahead. If I'm up, if I'm up planning at ten o'clock at night for the next day, uh, so be it. But I just think taking it one day at a time, literally, like each lesson at a time, you know, each day at a time. Each week at a time, I think, is probably the best way to look at it rather than try and plan, you know, weeks in advance or a week in advance because things things can change. Like, you know, things might come up where you've planned a lesson and then all of a sudden it doesn't, you know, something comes up and you got to change it. Or um, So I just think having, even marking, like I just I mark one class at a time, get it marked, put it to one side, and then can move on to the, to the next one. But, yeah, I think literally just having, looking at one day at a time and just, Taking a break, like, you know, for me, so I sort of get to work at 7, finish work at about, you know, 5, 5.30, and then I come home and just have the night off. I don't try yep. and do work after 5.30. It's my time. You know, I'm there for 10 hours a day. Um, Saturdays I have off normally. Sundays I might do a bit of school work in the afternoon, but 
I think finding time for you and finding what works for you, um, yeah, I think it's sort of helped me a lot, you know, early on in my career. I mean, you sort of, you know, I started, this is my second year now. So, um, but having that time, particularly at home, just not doing your work and switch off um, is, you know, is really important, I think. So when there's to do, you know, you have to do it, but if nothing, if it's nothing urgent, just, you know, put, put the, put the, put the lab, put the computer away, just have your night off and, you know, watch TV and, you know, mm. I think so. Definitely, yeah. I completely yeah. agree with that. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm the same. I, I like to get to, to work early and to not leave until I've got things ready for the next day because what I found was what takes me an hour and a half at school can take me up to four hours at home because if, <laughs> yeah. if I leave on the dot of 3.10 and come home, I'll get home and I'll cook dinner and I'll you know watch some TV and then and then it's like 9 p.m. and I haven't planned the next day. But yeah, at the, what I can get done at school is much quicker and then when I'm home, I'm home and I can just do yeah. whatever I like. And I think yeah. that's super important for teachers to be able to switch Yeah, up. I just think just being at school, you know, you're in the, in the right environments. Um, even at uni, like I treated uni like a job. I'd be there at, you know, 9 to 4, 9 to 5 at mm. uni, day, classes or not. You go to the library, you do your work and then you go home and chill out. So I think having right sort of environment uh, to work in is also beneficial as well. Like if I'm at school, it's just, it's just work. If I'm at home, it's just chill out and switch off sort of thing. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's, that's very sound advice. And, yeah. and I think you're right when you, when you said that find what works for you. So for some teachers, it might involve getting to work super early and then yeah. moving to get wherever they need to go to or some people set aside a certain amount of time at home but I think to, to, to find a schedule and stick to it is, uh, is yeah. an important way of finding that, that work-life balance. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Now, Alex, I came across you. We, we met via a, um, a, a Facebook page, I think Queensland yeah. Teachers, is it? Yeah. 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 Have, have you found those online communities of teachers useful? Um, oh, yes and no. I sort of just, you know, like they pop up every now and then so you mm. might look at a thread or a few comments or – um, I haven't sort of got too much off them. I know other teachers at my schools have got stuff offered and sort of sent them on to me, but um, I occasionally might read, you know, what people have to say, comments or my mm. lesson plans, unit plans, strategies, ideas, advice. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's a good way for people to connect like, you know, us today, but um, I don't really read too much into it. Um, mm. It's always good to just know people that are, help you and ask for help i think so yeah yeah that's right for sure i think yeah yep yeah, yeah yeah it seems like a good place where people can just post you know i'm finding this difficult or and can anyone recommend a resource for this and they've got 10 comments within yeah. a minute that would take yeah. although it would take hours to google or to find it in yeah. shops so yeah that yeah. seems like one of the advantages and teachers seem pretty happy to help each other out as well i think so yeah like we want to we're on the same boat it is a tough a tough gig but mm. i think once you know people understand that how it can be that other people are there to help us and, and yeah. give us advice. So, yep, yeah, yeah I think and, so definitely. And if you were given twenty seconds to stand up and talk to a room full of Year Twelve students trying to <laughs> advertise the uh, teaching profession, yeah, <laughs> by answering the question, "Why do you teach?" What would you say? So, Alex Collins, why do you teach? Yeah, well, I think it's just um, I don't know. It's just to have that sense of fulfillment. I think, like, to see kids when they just to see them having a good time, to have, um, to see them succeed, I think is really important. Um, just to see the kids with, you know, smiles on their faces. And I think also having strong relationships as well is also why I do it. You know, I go to work each day and have fun. I don't see it as a job. I think I just see it as, 
you know, it's not a job, you know, it's something I enjoy. It's a career, but it's not like really mundane and boring. I, I do it because I enjoy it, I think. Mm. Each day is different. You know, you see the same kids, but um, each day is different. Just seeing them sort of, um, you know, ask you for advice sometimes or sometimes having problems. So just just being there for them, I think. That's why we teach us, I think, to do it for the kids, I think, is the main reason why we teach us to do it for the kids. So I think Definitely. that's main reason why yeah 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 definitely and, yeah. and on those days where there is lots of marking to do or we have to upload this naplan data if we can remember that the reason we're there is for the kids it makes everything so much easier yeah yeah and there's times that we think like we have your marking and stuff it's like you know why am i doing this but like i think about it regularly i don't think i could do anything else you know mm. i try to think about the careers that are out there and end of the day i don't think there's anything else that i'd rather do you know mm. is, your teacher, I think, like yeah. you know, we get we get good holidays, and you know, the money is okay. But at the end of the day, it's it's what it's it's for the kids, I think. Yeah. And I love working with kids, you know. So it's just to have that sense of enjoyment, I think, and fulfillment is yeah why we pretty much do it. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, and so Alex, uh, at, at the well, like for everyone listening, at the time of recording this, it's the Saturday before school goes back in Queensland for term two. Are you feeling yeah. ready for Monday? Not at all. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. I've got parent-teacher nah. interviews on Monday, so yeah, I've got to get ready for those. Well, Alex, thank you so much for sharing with us on the Why We Teach series. Um, all the best for the rest of your teaching career ahead and we'll, we'll keep in touch. No worries. Thanks, Zach. Thanks for having me. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Look, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Alex and for those of you who are teachers already in the profession, I hope it has reignited some of the passion you have for teaching and given you some ideas of how you can approach your job as a teacher. And for those of you who are aspiring teachers, well, I hope that Alex's enthusiasm for the role has inspired you to keep going and become the best teacher you possibly can. Now, the links for everything we spoke about in today's episode are in the show notes. In particular, that video from Bill Rogers about behavior management is in there. And it's an oldie but it's a goodie. So definitely check out that video. And please join us next week for the sixth episode of the Why We Teach series on the Teacher's Guide podcast.